welcome to Molly Movie Club. I'm Anna Retberg. And I'm Casey Muratori. And uh, our movie this week is um, a Japanese film called Drive My Car. I accidentally just, I, I don't even really remember why, but I saw a clip of Siskel and Ebert. Uh-huh. From a long time ago when they used to be on television. Yeah, like, I mean, that from would when have I was to a child. Have, yeah, that would have had to have been a long time ago, right? It was, I mean, they were literally on when I was a child. That yeah, is yeah. how long ago yeah. they were doing that show. <laughs> yes. And they do this thing. I was like, oh, we're doing it wrong. Oh. What's supposed to happen is when you open your movie discussion thing, mm -hmm. one of you is supposed to go, Today's movie is Drive My Car, a Japanese film about a man, a, a widowed man whose daughter is, dies, but he gets a second chance at being a father when a, you know, that kind of... Uh, I see. So you're supposed to do a little, like, yeah. synopsis? Oh. And then all you do is one person says, like, I loved this film. I thought it was great. I thought all the parts worked together for me. It really brought home that sense of like a novel, which is what I'm looking for in a book adaptation, even if it's not faithful. And the other one goes like, I really didn't like this <laughs> yeah, picture. Yeah. I thought it was too slow. It had a lot of problems with it. I didn't like the cinematography. And frankly, I just don't think this is why you make movies. And then the other one says like, well, you couldn't be more wrong about that. <laughs> then he turns to the camera and goes, after the commercial, we'll be doing Blah, which is another movie. It was that short. Really? It was that short. Wow. It was so, it was like what five minutes. Yeah, what are we doing making this hour-long podcast, you this know? Is, this is why we'll never be on primetime television. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. All right. Well, that said. Yes. We apologize, listeners. We'll probably talk for an hour about this, but <laughs> that's where we're at. That's what you came here for, I think. Mm -hmm. So, Anna Retberg. Yeah. You selected Drive My Car. I did. Did you want to give us a little background about why? Uh, there's not a lot of background. It's just that I tend to like Japanese film. Um, okay. I was just curious about it. And obviously it was getting a lot of like, you know, press and, okay. and uh, you know, awards and whatever. So I was just, I wanted to see it. Um, I think my sort of reaction to it is pretty mixed. Mm -hmm. I ultimately, I felt like, so it's based on a short story by, uh, Murakami, right? Murakami. Who um, I've never read, but you have. Uh, I've Haven't never I, I've I have a few of his books, but I've actually never read them. They're well, they're they're like in the the category of book on my bookshelf, which is like I bought and then like wanted to read and like never got around to. I think that's what we call reading in the modern oh, age. Oh, okay. You don't okay. actually read books, you buy them. Anyway, so to finish my point though, um it's a short story, what it's based on. And from the brief thing I read about it, it sounds actually fairly different um than okay. what they ended up making. But so maybe it was me, more like an inspiration. It was like, I read this short story has, and I wanted has, to make this film. It has a, some elements of yeah. it, but it's like a lot of, thi okay. a lot of things are different. But gotcha. ultimately to me, it just felt like this movie didn't have enough content for its runtime. Um, and it's a really good looking movie. I think it looks really nice. It's really, uh, it's pretty. It, it didn't cross the line to this next level of like gorgeous. Yeah, But it's, I a, would it's agree. a really nice looking movie. I would agree. It's... It needed something extra. I'm not sure what that yeah. is, but it needed something extra to really get into the like me thinking this was a good look, like a movie that I'm going to talk about. It exactly, looking good. exactly. But it never a, looked bad. No, and there were definitely um, some some shots that were very very pleasing. It, there and, were a few, uh, and in general, it looked good. Like I liked the col like the colors. I thought were really quite nice. But just yeah, the the movie really. Um, 
Especially, you know, I felt actually like the weakest part was that the first 40 minutes or so. Absolutely. Um, it was it was pretty dull, pretty brutal. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, you know, because I, I just think like there's the scene where he like drives to the airport and then like drives back and we're showing every like the whole like, you know, the, the, there's two shots of him driving, one driving there, one driving back and they're really long. And you show everything from like him pulling into the garage to yeah. like walking to his door. Right. Like there's a there's like a very intentional choice that we're like going to show every moment of this guy's experience. And, like, I'm not necessarily 100% like averse to that idea of, like, let's really spend our time with this character doing what they're doing, even if it's very dull and boring. Yes. But in this case, it was just, it was like, like, it's something that I think the movie actually moves away from a little bit later on. It does. Um, yeah. But in that first section, it was, it was, uh, it was not great. <laughs> I would completely agree with you uh, on that part. I don't know if I agree with you that it didn't have enough content for its runtime. I guess what I would have said is I think it had plenty of content for its runtime. It just chose poorly how it was going sure. to explore that yeah, content yeah. would be the way I would yes. say it. I guess I would agree with you, too, because I yeah. think there was there was potential there. Um, yeah. Like, I definitely felt like w what it did with its characters never really like I, I just felt like the emotion never got there for me. Like this moments this movie has moments that I think f work really well and feel really good but then it's like interspersed with like a bunch of other stuff that you just kind of like like yeah. any, like a lot of the time you spend with the play is very dull. So I have a lot of things to say about all that and I'm not yeah. sure Sorry, I'm just I'm kind of like all over the place. Yeah, um, I think part of the problem is I'm not sure where to go first cuz you said a lot of things yeah, and I'm I just think kinda, each of them is sort of uh, It's a separate thought. A separate topic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's just go back to the first 40 minutes first. Sure, let's start at the beginning. Just yeah. so we can kind of like look at that part. Yeah. So what I would say is 40 minutes was probably literally 35 minutes too long for what actually happened yes. in that first 40 minutes. And that's not just me being impatient. Um, we recently watched Severance, mm -hmm. which I was horrified to find there were people like reviewers or critics online saying that they thought it was too slow paced. Because I was like, I don't know. I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm not the kind of person who typically complains about slow pacing. Like if well, and and me neither. Like I tend to like slice of life sort of movies. Right? Yeah. Like I like a slow movie where you're spending a lot of time just living your life with the characters. If it's if it's done in a certain way, I guess. And for me, I'm less. I don't love arbitrary shots. Mm -hmm. But as long as there is information in the shot, mm -hmm. I will sit through as long of a thing as you want. In fact, like, I mean, I'd sit there for five hours if the thing is constantly, if there's always information in the right, shot. Right, 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 right. If there's something, like, um, to, to, that's communicating something. Yes, for me. I, like, I have a pretty long attention span, so it doesn't bother me if you were going to take 40 minutes, even if it was silent, and you were just showing me information. I'm okay with it. The problem with this is that literally, like, I mean, I was like 12 steps ahead of this intro the entire time. <laughs> I knew everything that was going to happen way before it happened. So I just waiting. Like, I'm like, oh, right. Oh, he, the instant he got the text message, I'm like, he's going to go back and his wife's sleeping with somebody because he was introduced earlier. We know that's what's going to happen. And it's just taking so long to get there. And I'm okay with that if I'm getting something else. But there was nothing in there. It was just... We didn't really even find out anything else about him other than he likes driving his car. But we know that 
right away. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do think, I, I think in general, the character, uh, the main character is pretty flat. He is, but that's actually okay because I think that's kind of, part of the part of how it works. So we're jumping around here. Let's just finish the 40. Let's yeah, talk about yeah, the flat yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. So the first 40 minutes, I think, were kind of a disaster. Like, they're just bad, in my opinion. They're just flat out bad. There's nothing interesting happening in the story. The only thing that happens in the first 40 minutes that's even slightly interesting is her telling the story in the opening shot. Yeah, the opening shot is right. pretty, it's a pretty strong opening shot. Like, it's it looks really good and it's intriguing. It's a strong vision. opening yeah. shot because you don't really know what's happening. Like, it's kind of like these two people are sort of in a sort of a sex scene-ish or aftermath of one. And she's telling this weird story. And that works great. Yeah. If I'm editing this movie, it cuts from there to him arriving at the playhouse. That is how I would do this. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't see anything in between those two. Why? Because played linearly, it is incredibly boring. And even if you cut out the fat, it's incredibly trite. If you just don't show it and we flash back to it later. Mm -hmm. So, for example, let's say during the Uncle Vanya things where he starts to hyperventilate, Mm -hmm. we flash back to a scene with him and his wife. Yeah. Suddenly this becomes a bit of a mystery for the audience, Mm -hmm. and they're engaged in seeing those earlier scenes because it's putting puzzle pieces together that they don't know. You know, I think think using the word trite for it is kind of maybe a little bit of what I'm feeling, where it's just Mm -hmm. the things that are happening with the characters are, like, very kind of like simple and straightforward and obvious in a way it's like oh this guy's wife is cheating on him like the fact that his wife is cheating on him is like not that interesting well so one of the problem i mean there's many problems so let's move on to the main character i guess i mean i said what i was gonna say about the first 40 minutes yeah so the thing with the main character is that there there i mean there is a good way to do what's going on here. I agree. And I agree. This movie didn't necessarily quite do it. It it has a good idea. And maybe this comes from the short story, I don't know. But you have a character who is like sort of a oddly low agency character yes. at this point. Yes. So to be completely honest, I'm not sure how much I buy it. I mean, I I sort of maybe do, but as an actor, I believe that character because there are a lot of like low agency actors yeah, who yeah. need acting to like express those as a director eh, like directors yeah. tend not to be super low agency people so it felt like it was a little hard for me to swallow um especially like an avant-garde director so you know one of the fundamental problems underlying this and i'm sorry i'm meandering a little bit here That's but okay. Most of the theater stuff just seems like bullshit. I don't know how much bullshit it is, right? but it feels like it. And I'll just give some examples. So one, that didn't feel like a director. Maybe that's different in Japanese culture. Maybe a director is not a type A kind of personality in their culture. So that's just a like... Hey, I what I think of directors is based on what I've seen of directors here, and that's not how it works there. Mm-hmm. Could be, but at the same time, it's like, well, in any culture, the person giving the orders kind of has to be someone comfortable with giving the orders. So, eh? So there's a yeah. little bit of conflict there. Yeah. But the biggest thing for me, by far, was, I mean, 
the central conceit of the theater part just doesn't make any sense. All of the things they're doing would only be logical in a movie. None of them make sense in a play. They have a rehearsal and the actors are facing away from the audience for 40 to 50%. One of them is doing sign language, which will not be able to be seen at all by anybody, including her face. So they wouldn't like the audience who would be sitting here watching this play would just see the backs of two characters and silence while reading subtitles on a screen above them. It's nonsensical. So like that whole conceit that this was actually them preparing for a play that was going to happen this way was absurd. Yeah, well, absolutely I- absurd. So absurd that it took me out of the movie because I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, no. Well, yeah, well, in general, I didn't feel that way. There was one scene where I actually did feel that way, which is when they're rehearsing in the park and the two women have a scene together. That's what I was referring to. With oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, like, walk really far away yeah. and are performing, as you said, with their backs to the director and all of their other yeah. actors. And, you know, and the director, you know, the main character is kind of like, we just watched something happen here. And I'm like, like, you you couldn't see anything happen. And it's definitely one of those, like, it does pull you out of it because, you know, what you're being shown isn't matching with what the characters are, like, actually saying happened. And just to, like, double down on that. So one of the things I actually did like in the movie, but when I contextualize it, I don't like it, is the sign language actress when she does her rehearsal. It's great because she's doing a lot of like facial expression acting Mm -hmm. and you get the like whole emotion of the scene from her without her having to talk at all. She's just using the hand motions. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Problem, no one will see that in a play. So if you're casting for a play, that doesn't help you. Play acting is large. You have to have your hands out. You have to be standing large. You have to project large. Facial expressions can't even be seen from midway to back. So you can't produce a I play guess, that uh, way. For me, it's right? like I don't necessarily care that much about that because it could have just been like a bad choice that uh, we, he made. Like, it, Yes, but I'm like, there's no way this is famous. There's no way this – like this is not good, right? Is this famous? Yeah. I mean he has a residency with a private – I mean nobody gets that stuff except for like very well-respected artists. Okay. I could believe if you wanted to be – it's sort of a parody. Like, oh, yeah, this guy's doing this multilingual thing, which is fashionable now, so he gets a residency, and people are fawning over him because of that. If you wanted to make it be a commentary that modern plays are stupid, sure. But that was not what this is, and there was no hint of that anywhere, right? So I mean, I guess, but like the the one actor they got as their one of their main guys was like this sort of cast off actor who was trying to restart his career, you know, like you I'm know, not sure how that helps. I'm just saying it's like it feels like this production wasn't like, you know, the peak kind of thing that everyone was trying to be in or something. It sure seems like it. I mean, basically, like then why get- would well, I don't maybe, but why would they have cast this like because he's famous. Because he's famous, and they have even a history though, together. Was the other reason, I guess. But even I mean, even though he's he's, um, I mean, I think so. I mean, another way to say it would just simply be this is apparently something that people are actually watching. Like it's not an empty house; it's a sold out crowd. Well, it's a big theater too. Right? It was a big, a big space. theater, sold out crowd. They have funding to hire a driver for this guy. I mean, I've been around theater. It is not that way unless you are. Pretty high up. Residences are a big deal if you get one of those. 
So this whole movie gets a lot better for me if instead of a play, they were shooting a short film or something. If, if he had been a, a, an avant-garde film director, this whole thing starts to feel much better to me because all of the stuff they were doing was clearly film. Everything I mean, was film. I, I feel like it's interesting you're spending a lot of time on this, right? Yeah. Because for me, like, like that stuff didn't wasn't actually a part of, like, the issues I had with the movie. Like, I wasn't even really thinking that much. Other than I thought a lot of the play stuff was was too long and fairly dull. I think um, that's kind of why, but I mean... Well, not necessarily. I'm, not necessarily. You know, you're spending a lot of time just, like, listening to these actors say these lines that you don't have a lot of context for, you know, especially if you're not familiar with Chekhov or the play. Um Right. I think I think if you maybe knew the play, there's maybe some context there that would play into the events of what's happening with our characters. Like, I'm, I'm guessing they're meant to tie together somehow. Um, I think a lot of that context gets a little bit lost if you're unfamiliar with the play because you really don't get much from the words. Yeah, um, there's two plays in this. One is Waiting for Godot. One is Uncle Vanya. Well, wait, And Waiting for Godot is just a little snippet at the beginning, really. Yeah. Um, but we spend the bulk of our time with the, un- what is it? Uncle, Uncle Vanya. Vanya. Um, yeah. And and I I am imagining that there's a lot of intention there with what they're saying and that the choice of that play and everything right, but I I don't think that comes through very well um, to the viewer. I think mostly yeah. it's just very dull. Yeah. So the reason I was focusing on the play part is because it's most of this movie, so it has to really work. Yes, and, and I agree. It, it 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 doesn't. So the good version of this has the things that are happening outside the play integrate very tightly with the things that are happening inside the play. Exactly, exactly. And that's not happening. And it's not happening. And uh, uh, that's why I say, like, I feel like this kind of has to be fixed, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, there are many ways that you could fix that. But the reason I was kind of focusing on the other part was I was like, right off the bat, the main part of this movie just seems ridiculous to me. So it can't be fixed. Like, I would need to fix that part first. Because if you wanted to keep the rest of the stuff, like if you wanted to have those scenes go the way they were going sort of with the two main characters, uh, with the two female characters in Uncle Vanya and the, you know, the idea of casting a deaf actress in that role or whatever, Mm -hmm. those things would have had to have been fixed in order for that to play out at all, right? But yeah, there's plenty of other problems that happen here. I think, yeah, I think I'm not sure I totally agree with you about that first part. I'm not sure that, to me, that's not the core of the problem. The core of the problem it is, it is, well, though. I, the fa- like, the fact that, oh, I don't believe that this guy is, like, really a director and that this is, like, a residency or whatever, like, that to me is, like, to the average viewer is not something you're really consciously thinking about. But I think the the thing that's really missing is the core of the... Like a connection between what's happening in the play and what's happening in our main character's, like you know, emotional mental state. Like there's there's no strong connection there. Yeah. And so when you're spending so much time on the play, but you're not getting any sort of like really useful like information from the play about the situation, um, then yeah. it's just it's just boring. Like it's just boring. And the and the performances are a little bit flat because they've sort of been directed that way. And so it's like, not like that would have necessarily made much difference if they weren't super flat because they aren't. By the time they actually are on stage, like performing it, they're much more, you know, 
like you would actually perform a, a play. Yeah, you know? I, I'm not sure what I, I understand the flat part. When they're first, when don't... they're first at the table reading it, yes. like he specifically tells them, like you're acting, you know, like just just read the just read the lines. Like he yes. doesn't want them acting; he just wants them reading. And we spend a lot of time doing that, and it's just like pretty dull to watch. Yeah, except I mean, I, that wasn't him directing them to be dull. I, I, that's the only part I was confused about. That's just him going, okay. In order for this to work, everyone needs to understand the sequencing of the play because you have to hear. Because well, you can't understand the language. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it was just them training. I understand, the pace, but I'm just but saying. Yeah, I like, get it. Why are we watching that? It's really not interesting to watch. We're we don't have to be trained up on that. They do. Um, yeah. While I think you're, you know, that his reasons for that is what you just said, but yeah. I do think you know reading into it a little bit, like I was, I was trying to maybe I'm like trying to insert meaning where there isn't. I think isn't you any, might be because yeah. I'm seeking. I, I'm like searching for that. I'm searching for some sort of meaning in the it's play. Not, it's not there. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe he's asking them to read the lines flat because like he's so no. internally kind of like repressed, right? He's like repressing so much of the the pain of like what his wife did to him and also her death. And like, right, he's, he's until the, toward the end, he's really repressing so much pain. And so like, I think I was just trying to like find that connection. And I, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's not there, but it's I'm not, like, it's not I'm there. looking there are, for it. I'm there are many ways it. it should have been there. Yeah. You know, if you're making this again, yeah. presumably what you do is, you know that he listens to this in the car and yeah. he has a tape of her saying the lines. Mm-hmm. You know, probably what you would do is constantly be correcting the female actresses to say it more like it was on the tape. They don't know that, mm-hmm. but he, that's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he, like, wants it to sound like her. That's kind of the obvious thing you would start with, right? To show, you'd have to show well, some it's, connection, it's right? It's definitely one option, yes. Um, they don't really do anything like that. Uh, he doesn't really react much to anything other than the first time which which kind of works when the two audition and the guy who slept with his wife is like kissing the other girl mm-hmm. he does have a strong reaction that's yes. at least something yeah and that was good right that scene worked pretty well yeah yeah there's a few moments but, in this movie where suddenly you're really engaged like this is what i found like in general for this movie there's this baseline sort of just like i'm not that interested yeah and then every once in a while there's like a scene where your interest like jumps way up and you're actually like really kind of inter- into it and then it yeah. like pops back down that was sort of my experience with the movie where it was like very uh pretty baseline flat like not that interested but then it would something would happen and i would be kind of intrigued by yeah. that you know one little scene or interaction or something i thought was kind of good and that mostly happened i really think the strongest part of this movie is anything with the driver and well him. yeah we yeah. should get to that that we can talk um, about that later because i think that's that part of the movie that actually that works. works very very i well. agree so Another kind of core problem with this movie that you alluded to, but I think it's like, you know, a really insurmountable problem at some level. Yeah. None of the stuff I just said would have fixed it at all. Yeah. Is that Waiting for Godot is a terrible play, (laughs) if you've ever seen it. And Uncle Vanya is too. They're not plays anyone would want to watch if you hadn't told them they were good. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're stepping into this and you're not a theater buff and you haven't gotten on the checkoff train, mm-hmm. none of this stuff is stuff. you. It sounds absurd 
because it is, it's characters saying things that are so clearly not what any human being ever says when there's four people standing around a table. Nobody says I could have been Dostoevsky to them, to their wife and two of their friends. Like, it doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> it's the kind of thing that only makes sense in antiquated theater when people were not doing actual, like, performances of life or whatever you want to call it. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, right? there's not a lot of emotional um, depth to, like, there's a lot it's of... Just fl- it's just flat statement-based playwriting. Exactly, which, exactly. Which is, which is not good, right? I yeah. mean, you know, well, it's not good. Maybe you love it. Great. Have a field day. It's not my thing. But if you're actually you're right? asking, you know, I think it is a problem for this movie because, like, there's no emotional connection or context. It was like we were talking about before. It's like if you're just hearing these lines, they sound like nonsense to you. Really? They don't have they yes. don't come with any sort of emotional no. weight. And, um, and they're not subtle. They're overbearing. Yeah. And maybe and i i personally don't see it but you know i haven't thought about this for more than you know overnight i don't see how you work with that like yeah. in in an abstract world i can say well maybe the idea is to take this really like overbearing dialogue where characters are literally saying what the playwright thinks the character's thinking mm-hmm. even though no one even thinks that way and combine it with these characters who are very brief and unexpressive yeah. as a way of, like, bringing those two together. Right, 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 yeah. And I can see the pitch for that, right. but I can't see, I don't see the execution. I agree, You asked me I to agree. write that, and I'm like, uh, let me get back to you? Like, maybe I can do it, but it's not immediately clear to me how you do it. And this movie definitely didn't, so they didn't have a plan for how that was going to work, right. if, if that was even the plan. The end result is just lots and lots and lots of screen time dedicated to lines that are not interesting in in this context. And I don't think are interesting even in their original context. So it's just bad. Yeah, it's like and and if you had flipped the amount of time that was spent with the play and spent more time with our main character, with the driver. It's a three hour movie. Just cut it. Yeah. Just cut it out. The thing is, it's like I. I think that's why I was saying earlier it felt like there was not enough content for this movie is because they they spent way too much time on certain scenes that it just felt like they were just, I don't know why, but they were just like filling it with this stuff that wasn't adding anything. I would have probably just cheaped out. I would have taken the cheaper route and I would have said, if that's what you want to do, make up the play. Make or, up the play. Yeah, or, it's a fake play because that way all the lines can can from be the relevant. Play yeah, can be relevant. Well, and it's right? like, or or you know, or pick a better play, or pick a different play, or you know, especially if you're cutting those scenes down a lot, you can be really focused. You know, you can have one or two scenes from a play that are really relevant to our character, and you can rehearse those scenes over and over again. And because you're not showing them that long, you know, then that can really work. Well, um, you can do this really well. So, I mean, you'll disagree, but Shakespeare in Love is like a flawless execution of this idea. I just don't remember Shakespeare in Love, so... Shakespeare in Love does this perfectly. If you want to see it done okay. exactly right, yeah. you just go watch that. Mm-hmm. In that one, they do... I mean, it's a masterpiece, writing-wise, where they basically have Romeo and Juliet and the main story of the movie are intertwined so perfectly that everything in the movie also happens in the play and vice versa. And it happens in such a way that even if you've never seen Romeo and Juliet, you know what the story is by the end, 
Whereas in this one, if you've never seen Uncle Vaughn, you have no idea what the hell's going on. Oh yeah, on. no, no clue. Um, and uh, you know, it's, it, it fails on both counts. Not only do they not seem intertwined, yeah. but they also just—it's like I don't know—some sh- shitty play they're making. Right. Like you know, if you if you didn't know Uncle Vanya was a checkoff play and that was famous, you'd be like, man, this place sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, at first, at first, I didn't uh, until they set mentioned at one point it was checkoff. I didn't even know it was real. I yeah. kind of thought it was a fake play. Yeah. Because it just seemed so over the top and pretentious. Yeah. Um, no, I, I knew what it was. <laughs> and I was like, all right, like, I guess we're going there. It was funny. Look, what I wrote down in my notebook was I was like, the only thing worse than asking me to sh- sit through back to back waiting for Godot and Uncle Vanya is asking for me to sit through them back to back in multiple languages. And that's what you did. <laughs> right? It was I, like. Well, and I liked, I liked the sort of idea of what he was doing. Like, I liked the idea of you have these actors from different countries speaking their native languages. Like, it's an interesting idea. I, I think it's a, you know, it's the sort of thing that is absolutely plausible for, like, an artistic sort of director to yes. come in. Like, I, I, I and totally I thought, agree with and that. And it was interesting to watch, too. Uh, I think it was one of the few things that made those scenes, like, a little interesting. Because at least there was something going on there. Um, so, But, man, it, it was... I'll say something else about that, okay. though. I didn't even like that part. Okay. I totally agree with you that, A... A very plausible thing that a director would do. Mm-hmm. Not that guy. He's way too plain and uninteresting to ever have done that, in my opinion. Like, that's the thing that, like, Shingi shows up and does. It's like, we're going to have everyone speaking different languages. Uh, how will anyone know what's happening in the play? Uh, we'll put it on a screen. You know, that's, like, very, very likely to have happen. I don't really buy that that character is the guy. I don't know if I agree with you entirely that's on okay. that. I don't <laughs> I agree with you on that because I think I think especially with any with creative types types of people the, the sort of like creative at work version of you can be very different from the at home version of but you. But it wasn't. He was exactly the same at work as he was at home. Yeah. There was no change. Yeah. He doesn't become lively. He doesn't suddenly filled with ideas. He's not creative. He never once improvises something. Like he never goes up to somebody and says, "You know what?" What if instead of doing that, you held the tea kettle while you were doing it? That's the guy who has the idea to do the things. Yeah. This guy doesn't have ideas ever. Yeah. He's never in this movie. We literally never see him have a single idea. So I just don't believe it, I do that he's that guy. It's hard to buy him as the character that it's he, very he sort hard. of seems to be. I'm trying to think of all the negative comments to say about this part <laughs> of the movie because there are a lot of them. So the entire, like, inciting, like, incident for them going on the road trip also was kind of ridiculous to me. What do you mean? You mean the the so, the guy being arrested? Yeah. Okay. So, like, that whole thing I just think was terrible. Like, all right, so this guy is, like, a bit of a hothead. We kind of get that because someone takes a yeah, photo. Yeah, people keep taking photos of him and he— And he got mad at it. Well, that happened twice. Then, like— yeah. You know, we're supposed to believe, I think, that, like, the time he leaves, runs off screen and then comes back is the time he beat the guy to death. I think we're supposed to believe that, but I don't know because it was way too brief for that. So I'm No, I don't think that was the moment because they said he did it in a park. I mean, I don't know what was off screen, so I don't know. So I was assuming it was a different Okay, so situation. I don't know. I, I literally don't know. I thought those two scenes were just to show us this happening a couple times and that he, you know, is kind of a violent 
potentially violent dude. Like you don't like it's not surprising when the police come and say that, right? Based on what it's you've not, seen. but like beat a dude to death was very surprising. I was like, wait, what is happening in this movie? I mean, and, yes and no, but like we've seen like in in, in his addition audition scene with the girl, um, we do see a little bit of like it was pretty uncomfortable, right? Like he's really violating her autonomy a bit, right? Like she he's being a bit aggressive in a, in a way that doesn't feel great. Do you know what I mean? And so like you you definitely can buy. I mean, for me, I can buy this guy as a impulsive and and uh, physically kind of dangerous person. Like to me, that felt plausible. It, it did not really feel that plausible to me, but let's suppose that it did. Okay. The real problem I have with it is like after that nobody cares. Like th- literally nobody cares. There is not a single shot in this movie of anyone even saying holy shit our coworker beat a dude to death in a park. Like no one's even surprised. They were I just mean, like, oh, yeah, I you think, know, I think, um, there was just a murderer in uh, in our cast, and that's fine with me. Uh, no need. It just feels ridiculous to watch a movie where someone literally murders someone else, and it is never dealt with in the movie for the rest of like an hour of runtime. Not a single shot of the other people in the play, like, like... Just one shot where he has to go back there and tell them he's going or something, and and they're cross talking and being like, "Oh my god, right?" Like, uh, you know, like just something. This is a really big thing that just happened, and you're just like, "Yeah, not really." Like, yeah, you know, it's really just here for to get us on a road trip. And you're like, "Okay," and to get this guy back into the play as Uncle Vanya, and I'm just like, "Come on, man!" Like, really? I mean, I think it's also. It feels to me like another one of the things, you know, you said trite before, and it feels a little bit like a lot of the big emotional events that happen in this movie feel like kind of... This like, one doesn't not feel taken, trite, not it feels taken, forced. Well, not taken seriously enough either. Yeah. Like, the like in some ways, like his wife, you know, the thing with his wife cheating on him and then her dying, it's like that feels a little bit cliche or whatever. Yeah. And then this just feels like, I mean, do we really plausibly think that this is a thing that would happen? And like, it just doesn't ever quite feel like a realistic life. Like, this doesn't feel like an actual thing that would happen. The Like, I don't know. Like, this movie gets ten times better immediately for me. It's still probably not great, but it gets ten times better if he just quit. Just have that guy freaking quit. That's what actually feels like happened in the movie. It feels like he just quit. Very plausible for his character. Now it feels like what the movie feels like because all it felt like happened was he quit. Except, oh, by the way, you told me he killed someone. And now that road trip makes a lot more sense because it's not the aftermath of a murder. It's the aftermath of just getting a problem with your play. I'm going to have to play this role now that I really don't want to play. It just makes so much more sense, Mm -hmm. right? Having it be a murder and not caring that it's that happened is just yeah, nuts. Yeah, because I mean, I feel like it's freaking nuts, dude. I feel dude. like I mean, to, I think the murder, I think there was like an idea there with the murder, which is that this this young guy is in some ways like in the, in a similar thing to Birdman or whatever, where it's like maybe is thrives while acting but struggles to be a functional human in the 
in the real world, like struggles with emotional like regulation and Arrested stuff. Arrested for drunk driving or drug yeah, yeah, possession. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I think that Anything becomes a lot, more, but a lot more plausible than murder. Yeah, yeah. He quits. He gets arrested for something else. Well, Just not we already know, murder. We already know that he was, the reason he was like shunned from, you know, previous acting jobs was because he, he like had sex with a minor or something, right? So sex, it's like, sex with all you, have to, you have to do is have Car him, accident. Or, he or, already got in one. Or, I mean, honestly, right? like have raping <clears throat> someone. I mean, we, we know, like that was the, 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 the undertones of that audition. That's a, were, again, way too much because the movie I, but, becomes about that. If you have that in it. You said, yeah, it, it's too intense. If, if, if your idea of how you get a person out of a play as a motivating event is they rape someone and you don't care. That is a screenwriting problem in my book. Like, like no. Yeah. <laughs> Just if all – because the only actual consequence at all in this movie for that happening is that the other guy has to play Uncle Vanya. That's it. And if that's the only thing we are getting out that's of it, true. it cannot be a murder or a rape. No, you're Come right. Come on, no, people. I think, I think you're right. It's like... I'm, I'm holding because, my ground well, on that I, one. I think you're right, too, because it brings too much drama unrelated to our main character. Like, And it makes the things that they do seem ridiculous. You're worried about the fact that your wife cheated on you when your coworker just beat someone to death? What is happening in this movie is what I'm thinking in my head. Yeah. Like what? Yeah, it's like it, it's a little bit too elevated for you're asking us like, you know, cuz the next scene is like yeah, he 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 has this like emotional like epiphany on a road trip and it's about something else. About something yeah. unrelated which in in the context of someone being murdered It's just nuts. Feels like like it's a weird time for you to come to like an epiphany about your wife's infidelity and death. Like and and have a big moment with that when you're, you'd actually probably mentally be like, recovering from the fact that your coworker just murdered someone. Yeah, it's like I would say it slightly differently yeah. from that. I'm not willing to say that it's not likely. Big, shocking events like that might very well be something that causes you to have a personal epiphany. So I'm actually okay yeah, with the fact no, that that happens. Like shocks the system. And, what yeah. I'm saying is that it doesn't work for an audience. Right, you're showing me these things, and if you suddenly show me something horrific, right, which you kind of tried to play down because you didn't actually show him beating the guy, right, but you told it to me. Now you want me to focus on this very minor, irrelevant thing compared to beating a guy to death. I'm not there with you. So I could believe that that's what happened to the character. What I can't do is be there with the character. If you're trying to put me into the shoes of this character so that I understand what he's going through, that's not going to work. Because yeah. you, like, audiences are experiencing the things you tell them. Right. They aren't just experiencing the things the characters tell them. So that character has a bunch of psychological baggage that is causing him to interpret things differently than I will. Your job as a filmmaker is to not screw that up. Mm -hmm. I have to be there with that character as they have those experiences. If you show me something that I will naturally care about much more, you fucked up, son. You fucked it up. So I have a huge problem with that plot point. Mm -hmm. It's a really big mistake. Yeah. No, I, I can see what you're saying. I can definitely see what you're saying. Um, last point of criticism with this part of the movie is also on the young guy. Okay, the, the young actor. This the... guy's an idiot. We know he's an idiot. He's been an idiot the entire time. He's impulsive. 
He's kind of just a babble mouth. He doesn't make any sense when he's talking. Yet, at the end, before he goes off and murders somebody, he gives this long, soul-searching speech about, like, what is life about? And right, right, right. How right. do we know each other's hearts and all these other things? I'm just like, nope, doesn't happen. Not from this guy, right? Felt ridiculous. And it's literally like this guy has never said more than like five words chained together. Oh, man. And then he gets like he a talks ten for minute, 10 minutes yeah. with no interruption. Completely ridiculous. And I hated every minute of it. <laughs> Yeah, that that was definitely a little hard to buy. I agree. I think probably didn't have as strong as strong a reaction to it as you, but I the general feeling is the same, which is like so implausible. Implausible and also just like this movie veers into just like like it, it has some of the same problems perhaps of like the Chekhov play where it's just <laughs> it veers yeah. into this category of just like people talking a lot, but the actual core of the emotion is just not there. Like Yes. Um, you can talk all you want about your feelings and these emotions or whatever, but that doesn't mean that the that that's coming through in any real way to a, a viewer, right? Like, I'm not feeling it with you. Yes. Because you're just saying it. I haven't seen it. I'm not feeling it, right? And I think that, unfortunately, I think that's a problem throughout this movie where I think it undercuts its own ability to, like, be emotionally powerful. Like, even the ending, you know, when when he has his his sort of moment with the driver, like, I mean, when they drive up to, you know, to, to Hokkaido and her, see her village and stuff, it's like, it doesn't feel as emotional as I, I think it should feel. And, and yeah. I think, and I think it's just like this movie up until that point has really struggled to make you feel anything about our main character. Um, I think the driver is the most sympathetic character, the most, like the person you maybe feel the most for. Yeah, let's, um, why don't we move on to that yeah, now? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I do think the, I think for me, the strongest parts of this movie are the time, you know, the, the moments he spends in the car with the driver. I think those are sort of the moments where his character, you actually kind of get to know him a little bit and he feels plausible. Like he feels more like a real person and, uh, just the the metaphor or whatever this of of that whole experience anyway it's like his car right like he's he's forced to be vulnerable right like he's forced to give up something um of himself by letting her drive this car and and that sort of acts as like a catalyst for him becoming a little vulnerable with her and like opening up to her and i think that's why those scenes work the best is because like he actually opens up a little bit and you get a little something from him. In general, I would say like I really thought that all of pretty much if you took everything else out of the movie and just had the scenes with him. Yeah. The driver in the car. Yeah. I thought that stuff was handled incredibly well. Yeah. I thought the girl who played the driver was excellent. Yeah. Um, I thought that she did a great job sort of like capturing this sort of weird position that her character was in which is yeah. very difficult to know exactly what that would be like mm -hmm. but it felt very believable mm -hmm. to me for whatever reason and she's like very um, very different from all the other people he's interacting she's with very different and interesting yes yes um you feel very sympathetic for her yes unlike a lot of the other characters who i really just don't feel that interested in right right and i loved the 
the visual storytelling that they were doing yes. with the car, which they really refused to do anywhere else. Yeah, the car. Any, um, any the the scenes with the car were the, by far the strongest scenes in this movie. So, uh, there's. It's really like watching a different movie. I don't know how to say it. I know. Any... It's almost like if you could cut that part out of the movie and like flip it over, like move it to a different movie and then like yeah. figure out a different yeah. series of events to fill in around it's, it. Yeah. It's like they suddenly got good at making movies yeah. only when they were shooting this, yes. this Saab 900 Turbo. That's what I was saying. Remember I was saying uh, like this movie in general feels like pretty flat, but then you get these high peaks where things feel really good. And, and it's that. And it's basically. that. Exactly. It's like when um, that's happening, you're suddenly like engrossed and engaged yeah, and, and uh, feeling, just, you know, something. Just to give some examples of what I mean by visual storytelling. So you you get to see so many like minute details of what's going on. There's all these like little negotiations taking place using the car for the entire time. So right off the bat, he's hesitant. Mm -hmm. You get the shot with the key where he like hesitantly like puts it out and pushes the button to like unlock the car and like hands it to her and she takes it from him, which is like that shot is good. Yeah, yeah. He, there's a negotiation about where he's going to sit mm-hmm. and they're awkward about it. Mm-hmm. She like does the thing and she's like, do you want the passenger seat or do you want to sit in the back? Like, right. She's like, this is what I do. It's my job. Right. And he's like apprehensive. Eventually he gets in the back. She closes him in. She is very particular. She gets in the car. She like adjusts the mirrors. Yeah, yeah. Like you could tell she's serious about it. Mm-hmm. She's really like eyeing it as she pulls out. You can tell she cares about making good first impression and about doing a drive, good job. Doing a good yeah. job, right? Very meticulous. Yeah. You get progression with the car. At some point, he starts sitting in the passenger seat well, I, yeah, to I, show their relationship that's, progressing. That's that doesn't right? happen until basically the very end. And and at that point, it's not the very end. Well, no, but it's 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 the midpoint where it's after it's it's it's. It's well, I would say it's farther than the midpoint when he finally sits up front. It's the midpoint of their relationship. The midpoint of this movie is like Sure, I'm just saying it uh, feels uh, to me like a thing he does toward the end of the film. Like it's not something he does right away. It's something he does like pretty late in the movie. There's I I'm calling it the midpoint because it's the midpoint of their relationship. It's after they go to the thing where she shows him the trash yes, compactor yeah. which was great. The the thing that happens last in the movie for the car, well, there's not really, but the yeah, yeah the, not, not the thing that happens. Last. Not the last. <laughs> there are many last things in the car, but what I would call the part that you're referring to is when they both put their hands out the window with the cigarettes. Yes, right. That's yeah. right at the kind of. That's also end a really. Part. That's a really great moment visually. It's fantastic. Uh, it's it stands out. It's very strong visually. Yes. You, you you know if if you if I had to like think of one image to take away from this, there's like. There's a couple like shots that I think of when I think of, you know, rem- you know, that kind of stuck with me after watching this movie. And that's definitely one of the main ones. It's a really strong moment. All of that is just very good. Mm-hmm. Like this movie, I don't know how that is in this movie where the rest of the movie has literally none of that. Like there's wonder, none of that in the rest I of the movie. I do wonder a little bit about, because I don't know about the short story. I don't really know okay. what's in it. I haven't read it. I'm curious though, like I'm curious about what's 
what they took from the short story versus what they had to change because yeah. it sort of makes me wonder if the stuff that happens in the car maybe is like more closely connected with what happens in the short story and then maybe, the other know. stuff is more changed. I don't know. That might explain it, um, but I, I really have no idea because I don't it's, know short story. It does feel like almost like a different movie. It feels like it's completely like night different film to me. Um, and it's very strong. Yes. So... I don't know. Like and even vi- like visually, as you said, it's like yes, the movie just like ramps up everything. Like everything gets better. The acting is more vulnerable. There's more emotion in it. The the way it's shot, it's beautiful. Like a lot of times, it looks very good. It's just it's more engaging. Everything about it is better. Yes. So I don't know how that happened uh, yeah. or why it happened, uh, but I wish it had been happening more because if you had to put that same amount of attention to detail and visual storytelling and everything else mm-hmm. into everything that was happening outside the car, yeah. this suddenly probably becomes a really great film. But yeah. it, it just it just wasn't there. And, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there exactly. I would say that there was a little bit of a problem for me in the plot arc of what happens with the driver and okay. the guy. And that is that, you know, I just... I was just kind of annoyed with him mm-hmm. for more than I was empathizing with him. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, and and so it's kind of a problem. The the reason that I say that is because, you know, this he he's basically like talking with a person who's had an absolutely horrible life. She was beaten by her mother. Mm-hmm. Her house was destroyed right, in a where landslide. She almost died, and her mother died. Died. Um, She's she's a, you know, a lowest level working class person who has to just drive another person around all day at their whim. Yep. And that's all she gets to do. Yep. And like the movie and he treat his, as far as I'm concerned, largely irrelevant non-problems, which is like, boo-hoo, your dead wife cheated on you. Like, I don't really give a shit, but okay, yeah, I mean, I as think, if they're yeah. similar to her situation, and I buy more or would have been more on board with a movie where he gives up. He he realizes his life is actually pretty good, and his problems weren't really that bad. More than I buy what they actually did, which is sort of them treating each other as like emotional peers, which I just found kind of ridiculous. I, I believe it could happen. Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't enjoy it. I just, I think you're actually not right about that because that's not the way humans actually think. You know what I mean? Like every individual. the way I think. Well, every individual's problems are the biggest problems. Do you know what I mean? Like. No. The I, fact that his wife cheated on him and died is the biggest thing in it that is, you know, the most painful thing that has ever happened in his life. It's trauma and it's something that he's he's still recovering from two years later. You don't just see like, oh, someone else has got it worse and suddenly like my problems don't seem so bad. That's just not how people's brains work. It kind of is. Not really. Like You can't just like get over trauma, even if it's not as bad as someone else's. Like it doesn't help. No, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about getting over the problems. I'm talking about how you're relating them. Like how I would talk to somebody who obviously has a tremendously shitty life compared to me, mm-hmm. is not for me to talk to them as if my problems are as severe as theirs. 
I don't know who does that other than an incredibly egotistical or egocentric, I should say. I guess I'm just, person, I mean, I don't, you know, while her circumstances are different, they're, they're both dealing with some similar complicated feelings about the death of a, of a loved one who hurt them. And they both feel responsible partly for that person's death. I mean, there are a lot of parallels that are just straightforward parallels. I mean, I don't think they're that different. Yes, the circumstances of their lives are different, but the actual emotional event um, that they both went through is there's there's a lot of parallels. And I think those those would they would share a lot of the same pain. There really aren't a lot of parallels, but let's suppose that there are. Again, I'm not talking about the fact that I believe that the dude would take it any differently. I'm just saying the way he related to her was very off-putting because he did not acknowledge that fact at any time. And at least if it were me, I would have been pretty sensitive to that fact. And I found that very off-putting. At no time does he acknowledge that things... She is dealing with a lot worse stuff than he was. And I I agree that whatever problem you have is always the most important problem because it's the one with which you are most familiar. And it's the one that is actually like the lowest point for you. But I most people are empathetic enough, I would think, to understand when someone else when you're talking but, to someone I mean, else think, that you would soften it but a little. i think they're finding comfort in the fact that they they both understand like i think for the first time he's maybe found that he's in, that there, he's met someone who understands what the pain he's feeling right sure and uh and and i don't know if she's feeling it's hard a little to know exactly what she's feeling too but she does seem to also feel the same way she she definitely opens up to him and, and softens and becomes vulnerable with him. Um, yes, and which is good. Like I said, all this is good. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just, I just found his. I don't think I agree. Manner with of you. interacting to be off-putting to me. Like the fact that he he wants to go to her village and see the the like what happened. You know, I feel like that is. But he makes it the, about him. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah. he makes it about him. He doesn't just console her in that moment and be like, "I'm yeah. sorry." Yeah. That you had to do that, right? Yeah. That's what I would have done. Instead, he's like, actually, let me talk about my problems. No, it's like, I, Jesus Christ, I do dude. agree. I, I, you're not, for that particular scene or moment, you're, that's true, I think. It's like. But that's the moment when we find that out. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's yeah. the big moment when we find out how these two characters are going to relate to her situation. I mean, I don't and know. And he's just like, actually, for an artsy I'm more important. For like a, like a super artistic, uh, Navel gazy, almost sort of like art, oh. art, arts, artist type theater guy. Like, I mean, I, I totally, I totally believe that. I don't think it's implausible. I'm just saying but it's not likable. I didn't care for it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I mean, you know, if the rest of this movie was really good, would I mind that part? Not really, because I could just believe that what was supposed to be happening was we were supposed to believe that. This guy is so self-centered that he can't even and but you know even that's not true because the movie's not about that. If the movie was about how self-centered he is yeah, all the time, then it makes a I think perfect the movie, sense, right? The movie right? thinks you should feel bad for this that's guy. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's mixed messages. I'm supposed yeah. to believe that this is empathetic and that this is like a a a good sort of thing I'm supposed to be mostly connected to. And I'm like, actually, I think this guy's well, just kind and of I think, dick. I think that underscores what I was saying before, which is like why I felt like this movie emotionally really falls short when it, like, like 
I was, th- you know, when I think about that last scene, you know, when he start, he basically breaks down and and starts crying or whatever, and you know they hug it out. That to me was like really missing something emotionally. Like I never felt like th- it feels like it's supposed to be this really big moment for the character, yeah. and for me, it never felt yeah. that way. It yeah. didn't. It, and I mean, I didn't consciously think of it at the time, but what you're saying is actually about about how he sort of turned this moment that was. Yes. About her into something about him is actually like maybe a part of it. Where yeah. you just in, like it's there's something just kind of like there's a disconnect there too, like where you're sort of thinking about her, right? The viewer. Yes. Viewers thinking about her and what she went through. You're literally looking at the remains of her house. And then suddenly he's like, No, let's let's all think about me and my emotions. Yes. And as a viewer too, you're you're kind of like that's not where you are emotionally. Like, that's not what you're interested in or thinking about. You're not interested in, like, that he's feeling better yes. about things. Like, you just don't care. This is what I'm... That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Maybe I said it poorly. No. I mean, I don't know. I may be coming at it from a slightly different... No. That what yeah. you just said is yeah. exactly what I'm trying to say. Like, that was supposed to be a big moment. Yeah. I was very emotionally invested in the story of the driver... And thinking about it too, it's like the driver is the star. Of it. She's the she's she the is. standout kind of character. Of this movie, the movie doesn't spend enough time with her, and she even gets like the ending. Like the uh, that there's a really like fun little scene at the ending where suddenly it's coronavirus and everyone's wearing masks. Yes, and uh, and it's this lovely little scene. Yeah, and you're just like it doesn't feel totally like the movie earned. Like the movie just didn't spend enough time with her. The the movie fundamentally doesn't understand what's interesting about it. Exactly, exactly. Um, you spend so much time on this dumb play while you have this like this really nice relationship between these two characters that you just don't like. Every time you're with them, it's great, and but it doesn't. It never reaches its poten- yeah. full potential. So the good version of this movie. Because maybe I think I kind of do know what the good version of this movie is now. Yeah. I wasn't sure I did at the beginning, but as we're talking about it, I think I do. The good version of this movie is the play sucks and the actors in the play suck. Mm-hmm. You get rid of the sympathetic people. So I wouldn't put the deaf sign language girl in there. Right, right. She's very sympathetic. Yes. You're interested in her. Yeah, you like her. Um, her and her husband are the only other two characters that, yes. that you, you kind of like. So you get rid of them because everyone else in the play is uninteresting. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. So the play just sucks. Right? It's not good. Right. He is ex- Shingi. It's a dumb idea for a play to do this multilingual thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not interesting. Mm-hmm. And the movie is about him realizing that this work is not how, or... how to process real emotions. It's not actually doing that. And his relationship with the driver is. He does like an actual, quit. An actual he quits human the play. Rela- like a human relationship Yes. Versus a fake stage play relationship. Yes. Yeah. And then it can still be Uncle Vanya and you can play up the fact that it sucks and is not relevant and, and is it's not hollow. helping. It's emotionally hollow. Like yes. you're, you're seeking some some sort of comfort or emotional clarity from it, but you're unable to get it. Yes. When you find it in a real human relationship. Yes. So you play up the fact that he thinks that, the, you know, art and plays are what, you know, how he could process the, his wife's death. And he's like hung up on that and thinks that that's a thing which because I mean, he has which, that artist well, brain thing happening. And it also makes a lot of sense because his relationship with her was was very connected to 
to stories. I and mean, obviously, theater and, and theater. all this stuff. I mean, like the whole inter- the whole thing between the sex and stories. Yes. With them, it's like it's all intertwined. Yes. From his perspective, right? Like, there's yes. there's there's this like complicated sort of mess, basically, mm-hmm. where he can't separate his sort of personal life and relationships from from the work. So I think that's the good version. Yeah, I think he, he does right. quit. He just quits. He realizes that the important thing is not that. Yeah, because I think right? it's like if he quits, they drive to Hokkaido and they just and they have a moment there. Yes. Then, then suddenly you have basically the same scenes. the The little talk he has there changes. Yes, right. And yeah, and then yeah, I agree. I think it's like it's just a lot stronger that way. It's because like the way it currently is, it feels like. Like, I don't actually get what the movie's trying to say to me. Like, I don't I, I don't think the movie is very clear on what it's trying to communicate. Yeah, but I don't know if I care about that. I mean, I guess, but it, it leaves it feeling a little messy or muddled. Like, why characters came to the place they came to. Yeah. And, like, why he suddenly had that realization and... and you know what I mean? Like, it just leaves it feeling a little murky. I think understanding why something happened isn't so important to me as it just not feeling forced. It, it just feels forced. Sure. You know? Sure. I think we're saying the same so thing, So that's all. But yeah. yeah. Uh, because sometimes things have to be ambiguous, especially in a movie like this that's trying to do more of a, like, novel-style feel. I, I don't you know? think there's a problem with ambiguous. So, I just yeah. think there's a problem with, like, things feeling unmotivated. Yeah, forced. That's... Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, we're saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah. We're so I totally thing. agree that it, it just there's too much forced stuff. It's like, uh, that doesn't feel like it should happen here. I mean, right. you're putting it, it here, and but it, it's like, And it ends like, up eh? just with these moments that are... had the potential. Like, you can feel the potential for it to have been a powerful emotional moment, and it just never gets there. Yeah. Um. Like you said... Ending scene was great. Loved it, yeah. Um, I wish I could have known what she was buying. Like, I would have liked to have known what she was taking off the shelves at the supermarket. Mm. Um, only because... It tells you something about her... It might yeah. have. The only... Normally in this movie, I wouldn't care at all. Sure. But the scenes with the car scenes tended to be more visual storytelling. I wasn't sure what she was buying. That may have given me some clues to what her life was like intentionally. Mm-hmm. The fact that she's got a dog now in the back seat yep. is fantastic. He gave her the car, I guess. I mean, we don't know. Yeah, because it's, it's unclear. It's like their relationship. You know, he could have basically taken her as an ado- like an adopted daughter almost. Like we don't they, know. They could just be continuing a relationship. Or, he, yes, he could have just given her the car. We don't really um, know. But either one is good. And the ambiguity is fine and actually probably better. Uh, I agree. I think we don't need to know. We don't need to know. Because you could you could say there's so many ways you could go with it and all of them are probably good. Right. Open to interpretation was a good way to do I that agree. ending. I agree, I agree. So I loved all of it's that. A great ending. Uh and you know, it it again just is the same as the rest of the movie when you're doing the stuff with the car and the driver. Yep. It works fantastic. I actually, there's a shot when you're I, not, it doesn't. There's a a shot that I really love, a cut like so they it's at that just after they sort of have that emotional hug it out moment, and then it just cuts to the parked car again. This this bright red car yes. against the white snow, and it holds on that shot for like a while. And I really loved that choice. Yeah. That yeah. was really effective. Um, yeah, they picked a great car. It's very distinctive. It was smart. Yes. The color, Saab, the colors, really good. Saab nine hundreds are weird looking cars. Yep. 
It's bright red, so you're never going to miss it. You always know. Yeah, in every scene where it's driving and it's following it, like, it's you there. know exactly which car to be looking You'll, at. And like in the parking lot, it just stands right and out. It's color, right? a color pops um, in, in whatever yeah. environment it's in. It really pops. So uh, great choice of car. And they found shots some were cool, good. really nice locations to drive the car. Yep. And, you know, from the city shots to the rural shots to, you know, where like wherever they were driving it, uh, some really cool, like, tunnels and, yes. and like just you know the I assume these are just like interesting places in Japan. I also noticed something in this movie which I hadn't thought about before but I realize is now perhaps going to be a common storytelling device okay. which is use of masks to let you know you're between like 2020 and 2022. Yeah. So like time jumps forward or time jumps backwards in movies now can actually be clearly delineated yeah, that by first, just that. That was the first time I'd ever seen that I can that I can think Same of, here. and it was it was like whoa, it was kind of weird. So that's a really interesting new storytelling yes, device. It's I agree. like you can tell that something is post 2020 if you just have everyone wearing masks all the time. Yeah, and it was this really um, in- nice way of just showing that time had passed. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, once again, I do not know how it's in this movie. It literally is like for all of her shots with the car. Yeah. They would have like a different director and screenwriter or something. It was yeah. just, I do not understand yeah. uh, how this happens. But anyway. I agree. Like it suddenly becomes so creative and inventive while being so boring everywhere else. I just don't, I'm I'm at a loss to explain how this happens. Yeah, they uh, had some good ideas, and then they they were struggling with other parts of the of the film. I guess, yeah, it happens. I mean, I I think there's a lot of movies that would probably be in that category where it's like you have a couple strong ideas, um, that do work really well, but filling it in with other stuff that works just as well to support it can be really challenging. And they're all like weirdly like even there's very little like motivation for things that happen in this movie. I mean, the one thing we do get is that the guy like doesn't like getting his picture taken. So like, okay, like when he beats the guy up, I guess, you know, it's like because of that. Everything with the driver is like super, super meticulous. She has a dog at the end. Yeah, we, we saw see early. her yep. interacting yep. with the dog. She, she really relates to the dog. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Like, it's weird. It's weird how much better the storytelling is with the driver. I just don't get it. Yeah, it's it's like a different movie. So, so is that it? I think that's you it. You got anything uh, no, else I think, to say about I think, Drive My you Car? Know, I think pretty mixed feelings on it. Some really low moments, some really high moments. It's kind of a, it's very uneven movie. It's kind of a shame it's so long because it's yeah. a movie I would almost recommend watching because of the driver car stuff is very well done. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to recommend it for that because you're going to have to sit through multilingual Uncle yeah, think, Vanya for like for, an hour and a half. I think for a lot of viewers, this movie would be a, a struggle to a get through. A very, very... If you're, not, if you're not like a movie person who likes just watching movies and has seen a lot of movies, is, you know, seen a lot of more art films and, and stuff that's more challenging, um, I, I think this movie could be could be challenging. Um, but yeah, I, I've definitely seen... Uh, I've seen better uh, modern Japanese cinema. <laughs> Which maybe I, you know, we I, I'd love to do some more uh, Japanese film. We'll try to intersperse some uh, throughout the right. uh, the movie club because there's really there's they, there's a really great filmmaking history and culture in Japan, and there's great stuff that comes out of there. So I'm gonna try and get Tampopo in here somewhere. Tampopo, and you know, you know, I love Still Walking. It's one of my favorite movies. So yes. um and then that's that's just more 
more modern. I mean, you can go back and Kurosawa and Ozu and, and all those guys. So You know, I've never been crazy about it. Itami Juzo, thumbs up. <laughs> uh, Kurosawa, thumbs down. I've just never really? been a fan. Yeah, like, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I vaguely get it, but it's just, I don't know, they don't do much for me. I'll watch them, well, but I, case, I don't get you know, excited about there's it. There's a whole big world of Japanese There's cinema a big world. that we've got to get some more yeah. of into the movie club. we got to get Akira in here somewhere. Yeah, I mean, and that's not even opening the can of worms of, of anime. Yeah. Um, which there's some just brilliant, brilliant, I mean, yeah. I mean, everyone's seen the Miyazaki stuff, but there's yeah. so much other really, really, really great, you know, animated stuff. So anyway, yeah. I, I'd love to get we'll more figure it out. Japanese film we'll figure in, it out. In, the, in the movie club. Um, and so, yeah, that, that'll close that. That's closing out our month of... Yeah. Uh, New new releases. new releases. We will do enough. We will occasionally do new releases months. Yes, when there's enough new releases that we aren't going to hate ourselves to yeah. have to watch them. And actually, we're going to create a post. In fact, I don't know. We might have already by the time this goes up. Okay. Um. Some uh, basically like a, a movie selection like mega thread, where uh we'll just compile a list of suggestions and and for months for themes for movies and we'll we'll start putting them all in there. So if you have any suggestions. You can go find that. It'll be pinned to the top of our Substack page. And you can just, and yeah, anytime you have an idea or suggestion, post it there and we will add it to the list. Yeah, and maybe we can start like trying to build up lists of th- movies and sort them into like Category. what would go well what Yeah, Yeah, because we, wa- we want to sort of pair things up in yeah. in interesting ways that maybe don't get too repetitive. Um, but yeah, so... Next month's theme is going to be. Sorry, we're going to start with another long movie. Apologies, everyone, but um, you're not. A, you're not sorry. I'm not sorry. We're going to do a World War One themed month entirely because I recently acquired the new. Uh, it's like a limited edition 4K Blu-ray of Lawrence of Arabia, which is my favorite movie of all time, um, and uh, I really want to watch it. So we're going to do. Um, a month that lets us watch Lawrence of Arabia. So we're going to do World War One. So we're going to do Lawrence of Arabia. And somebody had previously suggested 1917, I yes, believe. Yes, that had already come up. So that's... So yeah. uh, in a way, if you wanted to be more pro-club about it, you could say that that was why, but it's a complete lie. Oh, this is selfish. Anna Repberg would have... Even if no one had said anything, the instant she got that DV... I mean, sorry, Blu-ray, she would be thinking of how she could get it into the movie club. That's right. Like... If it wasn't going to be World War One, <laughs> she would have figured out something else. <laughs> it's true. So, um, so apologies for for having two long movies in a row. You know, you don't. And Lawrence of Arabia has an intermission, so you can watch it t- over two nights that's, if you wish. That's a really. It has good a point. literal intermission. That's in a it. great point. So, um, thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you next week. Take it easy, everybody. Bye. <laughs>